Welcome to Leading Lights. You're about to hear a message from Lighthouse Church. All right, we should be good to go. So uh, Greg did warn me that if I do go beyond my allocated time, he will rise and close the service, but I don't see him here today, so I'm off the hook. I'm sure James will, <laughs> will step in. <laughs> right, so um, we've been going through a series from the book of Acts. Uh, I think the full, the full name of the book is the Acts of the Apostles. And um, I just found this very intriguing, just as uh, Greg was sharing, because at times when the word is being preached here, you are sitting there, but God is saying something totally different to you. So Rembrandt was preaching one day, um, and what I felt being pressed upon my heart is, just as we have these men of God who are doing these amazing things, we're pretty awesome, raising the dead, healing the sick, uh, taking care of the orphans, the widows, and all that amazing stuff. And I felt that God was saying that to us, that we can also have our own mini books of stuff that God does in our lives. And yeah, it won't be going into the Bible, but for you, it is like... Um, it is like um, a record of where God has brought you through. So I just thought that it meant so much to me. I feel like it might minister also to you guys as well. So even as God uses you in your life, um, it's very important time that we just take note of those things. Because at times it's very amazing how we forget what has happened in the past. But at times where things are not going so well, those things actually come back and remind you of what, what God has done so much in our lives. So we're just going to get straight into it. I'm going to start by reading from the book of 2 Corinthians 11, verse 20, 23, actually. Do you have the scripture up? Okay, it's going to be easier for me to read from my Bible here. Um, I do hope you guys have your Bibles as well and you will be reading along. Even if it is... Uh, from your phone, from your tablets, all is great to read along as well. Right, verse 22, it reads, Are the Hebrews... Oh, I'm reading from the KJV. This is the one that Paul read from. Okay, bad joke. Uh, there was no KJV back then. Um, are they Jews? So am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they the seed of Abraham? So am I. Are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool, I am more. In labors, more abundant. In stripes, above measure. In prisons, more frequent. In debts, oft. Of the Jews, five times received 40 stripes, save one. Thrice I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Thrice I suffered shipwreck. A night, a day, I have been in the deep in journeys often, in perils of waters, in perils of robbers, in perils by my own countrymen, in perils by the heathen, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils amongst false brethren, in weariness, in painfulness, in watchings often, in hunger, in thirst, in fastings often, in cold and nakedness. Besides those things, they are without that which cometh upon me daily, the care of all the churches, who is weak, and I am not weak, who is offended, and I am 
burn not. So um, this is Paul, who's just speaking almost like his resume of problems and issues. You know, if, if anybody had issues, it was this guy. I don't think any of us here have been stoned or beaten with rods. In fact, the, the part where he says that I was, um, I was beaten 40 stripes minus one, save one. It's almost like the belief back then in the day was that if you hit him with 40 stripes, the person would die. So they're almost like, okay, don't want to kill him, but want him to experience the most amount of pain possible. And he went through all this, but he never gave up. All the way through being in prison to the very end of his life, he never gave up. If anybody had a reason to give up, it was this guy. So I know at times we, we face situations, we face problems, and yeah, it, it's, it's, it's bad, definitely. It is bad. But if Paul did not give up, we don't have an excuse either. So today, just want to, you just want to just to talk a bit about some of the problems and challenges and trials we face. Because Paul certainly went through a lot of these. And if he was able to actually live through this, I think there's certain things we can actually glean and learn from his life. So I'm just going to go over to Proverbs 24, verse 10. So the problem is when you preach here, you never know they're talking sense and people can actually hear you or... You actually are ministering, but yeah, we'll believe God that uh, what I'm saying is registering. So Proverbs 24.10. It's one of those verses which I wish wasn't there in the Bible, but it's there. It says, if you faint in the day of adversity, it doesn't say, sorry, it's, it's okay, it's, it's all right, try better, better luck next time. It just says plainly, thy strength is small. In fact, I think it's the message version. I don't think we have it here. He says that there was nothing to you to begin with. I'm like, God, hey, that seems a bit harsh. But that's the beauty of the Word of God. The Word of God doesn't sugarcoat it. It doesn't um, worry so much about our feelings. It just is the truth. It just says it as it is. Because it is the truth that does set us free. And... Um, And the challenge at times we have when we see a scripture like that is we start trying to look at it from the position perspective of our own life. So we then put the word of God in the lens of our lives rather than putting our lives in the lens of the word of God. Because what happens is we see a scripture like that, we're like, no, that can't be right because this and that and that happened to me and I tried all my, all my best and the like and the like. And I also felt like that. But the word of God is certainly true. So we just want to see really, what, what is it that we can do? Because it's, it's either in the light that we're facing right now. It's either right now you are going through a challenge, you just left a challenge, and about to go through another one. So especially for those who have some, some problems they're going through right now, I think it's a great word. If you are at a peacetime, great. The best time to prepare for battle is not the day of battle, but it's through a time of peace. So I think right now it's going to be a lot, a lot that we can learn together. Um, we'll go over to Job 14.1. It's one of those scriptures as well. I'm just like, hey, ah, God. Uh, if anything, that's, that sounds a bit... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Sounds a bit depressing, yeah. 
You're like, huh? How is that in the Bible? But it is. Right, I'm just trying to flip through my Bible. Proverbs 14.1 Man that is born of a woman is of few days and full of trouble. Eish. Ah. You might say, okay, that was Old Testament. I'm born again. I have received Christ. You know, that's in the past. The old has gone behold the new. Let's read uh, 2 Timothy 3.12. I think he has it up there. Ah. It says, those that live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Ah, there is once again. This is now in the New Testament. So either way, we will face troubles. We will face persecutions one year or the other. So one thing that I did learn as a young man is that crisis is no more to life. The way we enter into life really is through the crisis on the part of your mother when she's giving birth. I have watched the, my wife deliver uh, our two kids, um, and yeah, th- that moment, it's, it's glorious, and it's all said and done, and you got a baby, and you're holding it in your hand, and by the moment of delivery, yeah, it's a, it's a moment of crisis. So it's a thing we just need to get used to, that come what may, problems will come, crisis will come. What we can't change is them coming. What we can change is how we respond, how we prepare for those. So we just want to take a look more into how we can prepare for these things. Because it doesn't mean just because there are problems, there are trials and situations that we got to buckle under and fail. Um, in First Corinthians 10, 13, he speaks of... Where is that? Go eat popcorn. Sorry, first Corinthians, actually. One second. So I'm just going to be flipping through a number of scriptures today. First Corinthians 10, 13. Ah, I love this one. It says, There has no temptation taken you such as is common to men. When we face situations, problems, trials, issues... At times the enemy would have us believe that what we're going through is unique to us. It has not been seen on the face of the earth. We feel as if um, this is so bad that I have no other option but to give up, to give in. But the scripture here is saying that those problems, those situations are common to men. It's the everyday thing. It's not happening to you, it's happening to Ngoan. It's not happening to Ngoan, it's happening to James, not James, it's... You, and on and on. The situations are the same across. It matters not whether you are... Who's the richest man in the world now? Jeff Bezos, or you are heavily in debt. It doesn't matter. All of us will face problems. But I love this because, because at that moment where you feel like giving up, it's because you feel like this is too much to bear. Um, no one else has felt the troubles that I go through. But the word of God is very clear. It says that it is common. It is ordinary. It's the everyday thing. So if I can, if I can 
if you can get something for me here today, I hope it's this, that you realize that the problems we face are not extraordinary, that they are common. That's the first thing. What is more is the second part, what it says. It says that, um, but God is faithful. He will not allow us to be tempted beyond we can bear. And with every problem, with every temptation, every situation, there is a way out. I know when you are, when you are faced with that, I don't know, maybe it's a summons letter from the lawyers, or you owe so much to X, Y, Z, or it's sickness that's knocking on your door and you're seeing the symptoms of this thing. You go on Google, you look it up, you're like, okay, the first tick box, okay, I have that. The second tick box, the third tick box, and you're feeling, oh no, my goodness, I have all the symptoms. Do I have this thing? Am I gonna die? At that moment, what we need to know is, first of all, relax, relax. It's common to men. What is more, the Word of God is telling us that there is a way of escape. It might not be so apparent in that moment when you're going through the situation, but I'm telling you, the Word of God is true, it is certain there is a way of escape. So you want to take a look in the life of Paul. How did he go through these things and not, not buckle under? In fact, uh, something interesting that I, that I did a couple of days ago. I was, um, I was watching this experiment of vacuums where they would um, they'd get, let's say, like a, like a drum and they'll put this vacuum pump where it, okay, the way pressure works, they say that pressure moves from an area of high pressure to a place of low pressure. Simple chemistry, I guess. So what happens is when they get this pump and this pump creates an area of low pressure outside, so all the air that is in the drum actually leaves the drum, and the moment it leaves the drum, the drum just buckles in and collapses. So it's not because that the, there was so much pressure outside, but the issue is there was nothing on the inside. At times the problem that we, that we have is not because that the problem is so big, it's so huge. The problem is what's on the inside. There is nothing on the inside. So when the pressure then comes in, we buckle under. So what, it, what is it that we have to have on the inside? I'm glad you asked. So, What we need at times, um, if you just put Psalms 106, verse 13. This is talking about the children of Israel. It says that, but they soon forgot what he had done and did not wait for his plan to unfold, in my version. So the children of Israel, they saw woof, tons of miraculous stuff happening in their lives. Um, just to take one is when they are walking on the, they're crossing the Red Sea on dry ground. I was just looking this up, just trying to understand really how long was this thing. And depending which part of the Red Sea they were crossing, some might have been miles and miles. And I could just imagine, you have one pill of water on your left, another pill of water on your right, and you're walking there, and some guys are like, hey, check out that shark over there. And they're like, hey, let's run away, let's run this way. And maybe the cookie guys are like, hey, there's some tuna there. They grab it out of the water. And I was just like, wow, how can you go through something like that? And then when the next bump in the road comes, you totally forget about all that God has done and brought you through. How is that possible? 
I know some of you are like, I would never do that. If I had a miracle happening in my life, hey, I'll be good to go all the way until the end. I'll be telling everybody about God and, and the like and the like. I, I heard one story. Um, it was um, a pastor in Zimbabwe who was sharing when he was much younger. He had a friend of his who was in Sunday school and the friend was just started crying and he said, hey, what's, what's, what's wrong, what's wrong? And he just explained that he just had news that his mom had died. And um, these this are kids in Sunday school, and I guess maybe it's because of the childlike faith. And he's like, I didn't know anything to say to my friend except, okay, let's pray that God raises from the dead. And they prayed and amen, and they carried on the Sunday school, and I think that the kid was taken home. But unknown to them was that when they were praying, there was some other person who was at the hospital as well that actually went and prayed for this dead lady, and she rose from the dead. A um, couple of years later, um, he's now a pastor. He meets this guy who was his friend in Sunday school, and the guy has just forsaken God. He's in drugs, and yeah, his life is just going downhill. And he's like, hey, guy, what's going on? Don't you remember that time your mom died? We prayed, she was raised from the dead. And he's like, yeah, yeah, that happened, but that was then, and this is now. I'm like, what? How does that happen? How do we forget what God has done in our lives to that extent? I know it still, it still feels unbelievable, but maybe some of these questions might strike a bit closer to home. Do you remember the day you got your offer letter for that job? The job that you now gripe and complain about every day? People ask you, hey, so how's work? Like, oh, it's so, it's so. But there was a day we were so excited, like, hey, praise God, thank you God for this, I've been praying for this, I've been believing for this. But how come now we're so mourning about it? I, 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 I must confess, I also have days where I'm not too happy to be going to work. Uh, my prayer is actually more like, God, thank you for this job. I'm not so excited today to go to work, but thank you for this job. So I'm so thankful for it. But there are times where, yeah, you, you aren't excited about it, but I understand that. But my point is that at times we forget the goodness of God, or maybe you are in, you're in a ministry, you have this thing which God has spoken to you about, which you have nurtured and brought up, and you're doing so well, but now it's almost like you're giving, you're giving up, you're like, why should I carry on? You know, there's been, I've been stoned, they say bad stuff about me, there's, the list goes on of the problems you can see of what happened, why you're at the point of giving up. But do you remember that day when God spoke in your heart and you believed God and you could see things actually going, seeing people's lives being changed in the maybe small way, maybe it's not a worldwide ministry, but that is what God had for you. And at times we even forget that. Or maybe you are in a relationship. Um, I remember my, my, the day I got married. Whew. Ah, that was an awesome day. Awesome, awesome, awesome. I remember that day, I, I remember the emotions I was feeling, I remember I, whew, I, was, I was very emotional on that day, which is unlike me, but I was so excited, but there are moments where you might feel like, oh, okay, um, we have the situation, you know, that we got to go through, we got to sort out, but at, at that moment in time, you kind of forget all the goodness of what God has brought you through, what God has brought you from, in the same way as you know, Israel forgot. So at times what makes us to give up is that we forget. It's just astounding how we do it as people, but we have that ability to forget. Or maybe it's the children. Maybe you're now caught up in the, 
school run and the holiday uh, holiday clubs and the homeworks and you're like, oh, I gotta do this again, oh, I gotta. But do you remember that day when the child was born and you hold him in your hand and you're so excited and maybe brought them to church and all of us were extending our hands and praying and believing God that God's gonna do great things in their lives. But today the words that you say at times, maybe they are not in line with what you believe. It's because we forget. It's because we say that was then, this is now. But we need to remind ourselves. In fact, um, uh, in first, in Philippians 1.3, in fact, before that one, Philemon 1.6, he says this. Um, may I read like this? Okay. Yes. That the communication of thy faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. So, how does this, what does this mean? A simple way to apply this scripture is, how do you pray in the morning? When I wake up in the morning and I'm taking my shower, I, I, I thank God at times for the simple, most mundane thing. Thank you God for this hot water. Thank you God that I've, I can actually shower right now. Thank you, God, that I have a roof over my head. Thank you, God, for my amazing wife. Thank you, God, for my kids. Some of these small things which at times we can take for granted, um, especially so much more for the younger generation where maybe some of those things just grew up and they were there. If you were from a place where some of those things were not there at one moment in time, you, you, you understand where, where some of us are coming from, you know? We understand when, when we are so happy that God has done what some might think is small, but it's because we know where he has brought us from. So because you always remember that, you're actually able that in the moment of persecution, the moment of trials, that you do not give up. In fact, what it actually goes on to say is that our faith becomes effective by us acknowledging those things. It might be even as something as being thankful for the fact that you can actually pray the places we we in the earth right now, if you were un, if you were a believer, you'd be stoned, you'd be killed. But the fact that we can actually meet together like this, that's something to be thankful for. I have no idea I'm doing on time. I'm very concerned. How much have you got left? All right, all right, all right. That's not a good sign. Okay, so we, we, I, I was I was skip through. I was skip through. Um, and just say that we need to count our blessings. One simple song I used to learn in Sunday school was, count your blessings, count them one by one. Count your blessings, see what the Lord has done. At times it's as simple as that. Just remind yourself of those things. In fact, it says that in the Word of God, that stir yourself up by way of remembrance. As you remember some of those things, it, it, it releases the power of God. It puts you in a place where you aren't so worried and concerned about the situation. You're able to see where God has brought you from. As what uh, David was able to do, he was able to actually realize that he had gone through the bear, he had gone through the lion. So when Goliath stood before him, everyone else was running and scattering and quoting gloom and doom. The sky is falling. Oh my goodness, this guy is going to kill us. Ah! But this guy, because you could remember all what God has done, he was able to stand up there. He was able to then actually take down Goliath, who was way bigger than he was, because he could remember where God has brought him from. So uh, just the last two things. Um, one of the reasons why we have nothing on the inside, why we buckle 
under pressure. At times because we're putting garbage in. Um, one of the things that my uh, computer teachers taught me in high school was what they called G-I-G-O, which is garbage in, garbage out. So we're, we're coding, making this, this, um, this project. Uh, back in the day, I think I made a project for Video Club, which I think some of you guys, some of the kiddies know nothing about. But um, we're creating this, this code, and the moment you put in the wrong code inside, the output, there is no way it's going to be good. Just like there is no way you can cook above your ingredients. If you put in bad ingredients, your meal is going south. So the challenge at times is because we're not putting in enough of the good stuff. We're not putting enough of the word of God inside. We are spending a bit too much time on TikTok or Facebook or whatever it is. So because we've got so much of that in us and very little of the word, when pressure comes, there's only one way it's going to go. We're going to buckle under. So I just want us to just to just to remember those things. And because uh, James is about to come and kick me off the stage, I'm just going to say the last thing at times that we need to do. Um, I want to actually open up the scripture. But Jesus, the, the day he was in the gates of Gethsemane and um, he was about to go to the cross, he goes with the disciples, three of them, and they're praying. He goes over to pray by the side and he's praying with us. He's praying by himself. The other three are there. And they fall asleep, they're sleeping. And Jesus goes up and wakes them up and says that, um, uh, can I see when I find the exact words? I can't find the exact words right now. But he says that to them, wake up and pray, lest you fall into temptation. But these guys went back and slept. No wonder only a few moments later when the situation came and they were taking Jesus away and Peter's being asked, do you know this man? He's saying, no, I don't know this man. Three times he's asked and this was, he was like, yeah, he was one of those bold kind of people, the strong kind of people just by nature. But in that situation, he was not able to stand even when a seven girl came and says that you are a Christian. He's like, no, no, I know not the man. It's because he wasn't praying. So I just think at times all we need to do at times is just to pray one for another. So I don't know the situation, the circumstances that you're facing right now, but I just want you just to take the few moments that you just pray for the person who's either on your left or on your right, whoever is closest to you, and just pray for the grace of God over their lives. If they're not going through a situation that God will strengthen them, if they are going through situations that they're actually able to rise beyond that. If, if you want to share with whatever it is that's on your heart concerning that, please do. And we'll just pray over that. So Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you, God, for your word. Thank you that your word is true. Your word is certain. Your word is never changing. Thank you, Lord God, that you're reading your word today, Lord God. He tells us not to give up. That we should not buckle under pressure, Lord, as we sow forth in the life of Paul, we pray, Lord God, may we be able to remember the things you brought us forth from, the things that you have done forth in our lives. We pray, Heavenly Father, that for any who are facing situations, circumstances where they feel like there is no hope, O oh God, we pray, Heavenly Father, may you, may you remind them, O oh God, from that which you have brought them from. We pray, Heavenly Father, that your word would take forth the root in our hearts, O oh God, as we read it. We pray, Heavenly Father, may you revive us into prayer, Lord, Lord God, praying one for another. We pray, Heavenly Father, that you 
that you would strengthen us, O oh God, that through the situations that will come, other students we're facing now or that which will come in the future, that we will not buckle under, but we will be more than overcomers. For you say that in Christ Jesus we are more than overcomers. In the name of Jesus I pray. Amen. Thanks for listening. Please visit leadinglightsnetwork.com for more resources and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Please consider supporting this ministry by making a donation on the giving page at leadinglightsnetwork.com or lighthousejersey.com.